This week, we're looking at communal prayer, praying together. Well, uh, there was a rumor that the clicker was here. <laughs> right, so, uh, yeah, okay. You, I'll, be, I'll probably be reading most of these things anyway, but I'll add a few extra things on the, on, uh, as we go through. Um, so, a lot of the things I learned about praying together I learnt when we were in this city, but does anyone spot the mistake that neither Bob nor I saw? <laughs> Sorry? No, the city is there, but we don't call it that. <laughs> um, it just, I, I didn't do it consciously. <laughs> it's just um, CCB Est is in Bruxelles. <laughs> But uh, um, that's Brussels to most of us. Um, anyway, we spent over 20 years uh, in France and Belgium in churches in the Destiny Network, which is the French equivalent of, or French expression of the Salt and Light uh, Network. Um, and Synergy is another part of that as well. We were in Belgium from 2017 to 2021. During that time, we were ordinary members of the church. In fact, we told them we were irresponsible. Okay? Um, we weren't leaders, uh, but we joined in with what the church was doing. Um, the church put a large emphasis on prayer and regularly had 24-hour prayer sessions where you could sign up to pray either on your own or with other people for an hour or more if you wanted to. I I'm, had a bit of a difficulty with three o'clock in the morning, I must admit. Um, or they did um, prayer nights. They, in fact, they had one last Friday um, for the start of the new term. That um, was on their newsletter, which we still get. Uh, so prayer was really important. And of course, uh, these years also included the, the COVID pen pandemic when in-person meetings were not possible. And so prayer went online and it was really significant in keep and important in keeping the church united. So what did we do? Well, the main thing was the morning prayer. Um, they, they actually use software called Whereby, which I, nobody else seems to have heard of, but anyway. It, they, they, they paid for online rooms for up to 12 people, to, 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 like a Zoom thing, but limited to 12. Um, and so each morning, weekday, weekday morning, we would get together at 6.30 in the morning, uh, and a prayer leader would guide us through 45 minutes of prayer. We spent the time doing four things, five things. No, four things, four things. Adoration and praise. That's always the way to start, isn't it? He is a wonderful God. He has, and he wants us to talk to him. So we, we praised him so that our hearts were right before him. We prayed for intercession for that church, for, for CCBS. And then we enlarged it for Belgium. And then we had intercession for a troubled country or region of the world, which was basically praying the news. 
Um, individual, each subject have had about 10 minutes, um, and individuals for, if volunteered to provide subjects for, for the week of prayer um, from our own situations and also via the, the, the things that are happening in the, the wider world. Since then, the church has grown very significantly. New families have joined and new converts, new, new believers uh, are there as well. Uh, it was very exciting in uh, August to be at the Destiny Camp where many of the people uh, from the church came, they came to it. And we didn't know half of them. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is really, really exciting. God answered their, our prayers. Um, I'd like to show you a couple of, ex a few examples now of corporate prayer in the Bible. And we'll start with the Old Testament. Uh, and this rather dramatic picture of Moses uh, praying. Um, the children of Israel, the people of Israel, had to travel from Egypt to the promised land. It took them quite a long time, as you know, because um, like in the uh, um, psalm that we read um, at the very beginning, um, they didn't actually do what God said. Um, so anyway... They were, they were crossing territories of, uh, that were occupied by other people. And when they, they got to the Amalekites, uh, the Amalekites, which I think is spelt wrong, there should be an, an E before the K, but anyway. Um, the Amalekites came out with their army uh, to, to fight the Israelites. Now, the, the Israelites, there were a lot, a lot of people in the in the um, pilgrimage. Um, and so M Moses, who was leading it, uh, asked his deputy, Joshua, to lead the army out. Um, I don't know that they actually had an army, but all the, presumably all the men who were able to fight. So Moses said, I will stand on the hill and, and pray, effectively with my hands high. Um, and, of course, you all know if you're holding your hands up, they get tired, don't they? And uh, so after a while, he needed some help. So I don't know which is which, but there's Aaron and her holding up his arms so that he could keep his hands in the air. As long as his hands were high, Joshua was winning. When his hands started to drop, the Amalekites got stronger. But... With help from Aaron and Hur, his hands were high, and they defeated the Amalekites and were able to move on to the next stage of the journey. Several hundred years later, it was the Assyrians which attacked them. They were the superpower of the age, and um, their armies were f terrified, everybody uh, who that they went against. But Hezekiah and Isaiah brought the, 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 this subject to the Lord in prayer and cried out for, for God's help. God responded. He heard their prayers. He was, he was furious. God was furious with Sennacherib, the king of the, the Assyrians, because he was such an arrogant 
man and such a cruel man, a brutal man, it says in the Bible. So God sent uh, an angel which decimated the Syrian army. Uh, and just as God promised, they, he, he saved his people at that, at that time. In the New Testament, Jesus makes the most amazing promise to his disciples. They were on their way to Jerusalem. He knew he was going to die. The disciples didn't, but he knew that. But Matthew 18, 19 to 20, is, I've just got to read it. It's so wonderful. Again, I say unto you that if two of you, two of us, agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my, heaven, my Father, who is in heaven, I think. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That's a blank check. And it's a blank check backed up by the bank of heaven. I just, I can't get over that. Jesus was with his disciples for about three years. He told them as they were, as the time got closer, that he would die. They struggled with that. But he told them to stay in Jerusalem until they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. It seems from Acts 1.14 that they spent much of the time praying, 120 of them in a, an upper room somewhere, including the, the women. Mary was there, Jesus' mother, and other, others who had followed him and, and ministered to him when he was uh, on his travels. Got to turn the page over now. Thousands of people were converted and baptized. Acts 2 tells that uh, that's after Peter preached the message because people flocked when they heard the sound, the noise that was going on. People flocked to where Peter was. And he, he told them this is what God had promised. And he preached the gospel. And thousands of people were converted and baptized. It says in Acts 2 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Four basic things to build a church on and one of those four is prayer it's really a, a foundational activity of the church sometime oh whoops i missed a slide oh well uh, <laughs> that means i've got two wrong i was going to talk to you about the healing of the lame man and the fact that peter and john were hauled up before the Sanhedrin because when the man was healed, he went around leaping about and um, uh, caused a sensation in the temple courts and the Sanhedrin were not blessed. Um, and so they told, them, they told them that they couldn't speak about Jesus anymore. They went back to the church when they released and told them what the church had said. And um, I, I had a lovely picture of Acts uh, 4.31, which says, they all raised their voices together, and uh, when they had finished praying to God that they would have the courage to disobey the Sanhedrin, and that 
when it says when they finished praying, the place where they were were praying was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. God is God answers our prayers. This is it's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? Um, just we, we just got to get the prayers right, but still. Um, so, having missed the day of Pentecost a bit, uh, Paul and Barnabas were sent out on mission. Um, but this happened because the church in Antioch was praying. They were, they were there as part of that church. The church was praying and fasting, and God spoke to the church and said, set apart uh, Paul and Barnabas for the work I've called them to. The church obeyed, and because of that, they went into Europe. They crossed over into Greece. The, the gospel spread out of Asia Minor and uh, the Bible, what we think of as the Bible lands. We are the result of the church in Antioch being faithful because they prayed and Paul and, and Barnabas went, the whole of Europe eventually heard the gospel. I've got a few more, I've got a couple more real, real life examples. Um, they're from, actually this, these, this is from wartime. Um, it's before most, it's before our lifetime, but it's not that long ago. Um, in May 1940, the Germans were pushing us, pushing us, pushing us back towards the coast. And they, they got trapped at Dunkirk. There were thousands of British and French soldiers on the beaches there, hemmed in by German forces who could have destroyed them very easily. In fact, reading um, in one of P in Pete Gregg's book about prayer, he says that um, there were several amazing factors here that um, Hitler did not give the order to advance, and that um, the weather was too bad at that period for the Luftwaffe to fly over and bomb them. Uh, and there were some others as well. But on the, on the, the Royal Navy was trying to organize an emergency evacuation and, and made a call to anybody who had a boat to bring it to Dunkirk. And uh, people did. Uh, and King George VI called for a national day of prayer on Sunday the 26th of May. And the little ships evacuated over 338,000 British and American soldiers in three days. God answered prayer. We have a personal example as well. Oh. I think, oh dear, I think we've got the, uh, we haven't got the latest version. Um, oh, it's too late now. Um, well, I'll tell you our story. Although there were nice photos for you to see if, uh, if, if we'd had the pictures. Um, uh, our visas for 
we, we, you know, many of you will know Faraday, who was part of this church until she died. Um, and we were, we were great friends with Faraday um, because of her, in, because of knowing her, we, t we took an interest in Iran. And, and um, we, we want, really wanted to go there and visit the country. We, we, we made friends with Iranians wherever we met them, but we wanted to go there and, and visit the country. Um, and so we applied for a visa in January 2016. Uh, we hoped to go in May, um, but it was a battle. Um, we, we were doing this in France, so we had applied to the Iranian embassy in Paris, and we organized a courier service who, that would do the, the details for us. Anyway, we prayed for months, and we'd almost given up hope, when in September, we got a mail from the agency in Paris that it had been approved, and we had a three-month um, visa to go to um, Iran. We weren't able to go for that long because we were still working there. But um, we took a t we had a two two week visit to Iran, which was wonderful. Um, and um, we even we were even hosted by the parents of an Iranian friend uh, who uh, that we knew in France. That his parents uh, hosted us when we were staying in Tehran. And, and organized the trips we wanted to do, which meant that we were getting Iranian prices for them and not tourist prices. <laughs> uh, when we, one day in Shiraz, we went to buy tickets to go to Persepolis, which you may or may not have heard of, but it's a very ancient um, site in Iran, in Persia, that was originally. Uh, and the tourist agent in that office um, couldn't believe that we had actually got a, a visa from the Iranian embassy. She said she had never seen individuals um, coming to Iran with visas, only package tours. We, we saw several package tours while we were there. But uh, God did a miracle for us. Um, right. So, do we pray with other people? I know there's a ladies' prayer group in Pinho. Um, I know that there's a uh, that there are small groups and uh, discipleship groups. Are we using those as valuable times of prayer? God, uh, God is willing to answer our prayers, and. Uh, in fact, that's what we're going to do now. We're going to suggest that you go to, um, the blue one over there is about praying for the new school year. And it, I've, I've got Emily's name on it, but I think I put the wrong place. I think I put Kidderminster instead of Kenilworth. Anyway, God knows where she is. Um, and uh, this one's in our nation. Uh, the one at the back is persecuted Christians. And the one on Kate's door is for the beacon. So, if you would like, how do I do this? How, just say, if one of those appeals to you, 
then uh, please, if you'd like to gather near the, that sign there, there are more um, copies of the prayer, so prayer points there. And uh, we will have a few minutes of intercessory prayer. <laughs>